get-go. I will not finish this sermon today. So it be that you are online or it be that you're here live. You will, I will not finish this sermon today. I will grab at least 70, I will grab at least 50% of it will be taught today. The other 25% will be taught at 1.30 because I teach a second English um, service. And I'll be teaching today because my son is the one that normally teaches it. And today I'm teaching, so I have to put up with me. And, um, and I'll be in there. Yeah, you guys are the only ones that love me enough to put up with me. I'll go to Young United today and I'll preach there. But, but what I want you to understand is that you could grab it online also. But next Sunday I will wrap this up because it's too much to give you in one day. And this is what I want to do. I want to try to get this to you in the most applicable, practical way possible. So pay attention to those jotting down notes also. When he's in the dry bones, something occurred inside the dry bone season. Let's, let's just take an example of Marcos. Not that he's going through a dry bone season right now, but let's just take Marcos. Pastor, who's Marcos? Marcos is the guy on the keyboard. Let's just say that Marcos is in a dry bone season. You would say, Pastor, he doesn't look like a dry bone season. He looks like he's happy. He seems like he's joshua. He seems like he's got everything in condition. It seems that he doesn't feel lonely. It seems that he doesn't feel depressed. It doesn't feel that he feels that he's going through a financial change. It doesn't feel that he's going through a difficult moment. It doesn't feel that he feels abandoned. It doesn't feel that he feels hurt by those that should have loved him it doesn't feel it, no pastor it doesn't seem that way okay but let's just say it is let's just say it is okay okay let's just say it is marcos will be in that season here's the danger of that season externally you don't see people in dry bone season you don't see that people that go through dry bone season rarely express it until it comes to a point that they're dying inside of it now the prophet is in the dry bone area and when he's there something's going to occur there but before it occurs before what needs to happen happens, there's something that I need you to fully understand. Now, I, I know I have a lot of creative people in this room, a lot. Our I church is a very creative church. And I, it's funny because everybody says, hey, you must be very creative because you got like bands and arts and paint and mime and, and music and sound and lights and videos. And, and you must be very creative. No, I've been blessed to convince creative people to hang around me. I'm not creative. My only creativity is the ability to talk words to convince people to be stay, be creative and stay with me. I am very, very, I am not creative whatsoever. But I know there's a lot of creative people around here. So what I want to do is I want to find the one, and I haven't chosen a person actually from the public, so it's open to anybody here. I want to find somebody sitting out there right now. And, and, and I want you to, if, you're, if you consider you're a little creative and you say, I got some creativity in me, Pastor. I got some of it. I can't dance. I can't sing, but I could do this. If you're just a little bit creative, I'd like you to, to, to be a volunteer for me. It could be somebody young in the crowd. You don't have to be an adult. It could be anybody in the room that wants to be, you know, say, Pastor, I got a little bit of creativity. I'll, I'll volunteer. And I want you to come up here, and I want you to actually play with dirt. I brought dirt up here. Okay, I have dirt here and I have a plate, so I'm just going to invite you to come up here and play. Do I have a creative person inside the room that wants to volunteer and stand on the altar and be seen over camera in four different countries? You got me. Thank you, my brother. See, I got a brother. Brother, thank you for not leaving your pasture hanging. And, and, and I'm even more proud of you because you got up here with your leg all, you know, you know, and you know why he's here and not, I, I, do you feel you're creative? You do? Okay. Oh, yeah. Wow. I like the confidence booth. Yeah. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let my brother up here. What I'm going to do is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep on teaching, and I'm going to give you like five or ten minutes, then I'll return back to you. So you have some time to work on this, all right? And what I want you to do is I want you to take this dirt that's here. It's just common dirt, you know, no big deal, and a, and a plate, and I want you to be creative with it. I want you to create something with dirt, okay? And, and you could use, if you need water, because you, you could do it, feel free, but it's got to be up here somewhere, okay? You could use my iPhone, but if you break it, I'm taking yours. 
All right, you could use whatever you want. All right, so knock yourself out while he does that, and you could go ahead and start, yeah, while he's working on his creativity. What I want to do is I want to give everybody a little bit of biblical background. I want to go deep into the Bible. You guys know I, when I wake up in the morning, the first service, I always like going really deep. So, so I want to go deep with something, and I want to teach you something. That, that's not part of the, what the Ezekiel was going through in the valley. It's not part of that, but it relates to it. In the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 2 and 3, look what it says. It says, suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind. The blowing of a what? Violent wind. Came from heaven. There was wind that came from heaven and filled the whole house. Now the wind came and filled the whole house. It was a sound, but they heard the sound. Then the wind manifested the way it should appear. And then it came into the house. They were sitting. There was what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. Now the, they heard the noise. The breeze kicked in and hit in. Some of you have experienced this. Some of you have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm saying, what the heck? This guy's up charismatic crazy dude no all my baptist background is much more fundamental than you could ever imagine in your mind but the bible states very clearly that they saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them now the powerful here and i wish i had time to teach it is it says tongues of fire that separated on top of them that's really deep teaching and came to rest on each of them for all of them were filled with the holy spirit what happened to all of them come on church i'm preaching better than that what happened to all of them they were filled with the holy spirit now there was a filling of god inside man man was common and standing in a room just like you are right now and i want you to imagine how you would feel if you're standing here and all of a sudden standing here you feel wind that start you hear a noise and all of a sudden the doors pop open and wind comes in and blows in here and then all of a sudden you look at the person next to you and there's fire burning coming on top of them but it's separating so it means it's like it's like when you turn on that fireplace and it starts and it starts jumping all over the place what would be your immediate reaction to all of that and what would happen if at that current moment the person next to you all of a sudden starts speaking which is what happened tongues now some of you say pastor i don't believe in speaking in tongues that's fine you don't have to believe in speaking in tongues and those that do believe in speaking in tongues amen for you if you believe in it but what i want you to understand is that indifferent if you believe it or not what i want you to grasp is that that day they spoke in tongues and when they started speaking in tongues nations that were all around started speaking it's almost like if right now i have the ability to speak in spanish some of you have that ability very few of you but the majority have an ability to speak in english and you may speak another language i know nada somewhere here and there's just and she speaks French and she speaks Lebanese so she beats me she could speak three languages so what's funny is that imagine that all of a sudden we had a uh, in our congregation if you're visiting here for, for the first time we have 19 different nationalities but well, last time we checked we probably have more than that now so imagine for a second that a Russian walked into the door and actually we have no he's not from Russia but he understands Russian imagine that a Russian walked through the door and stand in the corner or imagine that we had an Arabian sit in that corner and then he's sitting here understanding nothing and then understanding nothing imagine that all of us so we have that case right now this my uh, uh pastor rigo from mexico let's receive pastor rigo and pastor anisa from mexico are with us today okay 
And he, I said, Pastor Rigo, and he looked at me. I said, Pastor Anissa, and she looked at him. And I know what she was saying was, what is he saying? What is he saying? ¿Qué está diciendo el pastor? ¿Qué está diciendo? Because she doesn't understand English well. She, and then because she doesn't understand it, they'll be in our Spanish service. They didn't understand it. Here's what I want you to grasp. It's almost like sitting, and you guys, I don't know if you've ever felt this, but when you sit in a room and everybody's talking, you have no idea what they're saying. You have all this curiosity to know, well, that day the people were all around looking through the windows. And all of a sudden, as... Él estaba hablando, estaba hablando un idioma que nadie entendía. Now, some of you know Spanish, so I'm going to complicate it. Chiachimen. He started speaking something about the power of God that you understood even though you originally had no idea what he was saying and he was talking about how you were feeling and what God wanted to do through you and the hope to humanity through Jesus Christ and as they spoke people started crying coming in the door and they just started converting and Christianity began as we know it today that's what happened in that room now here's what I want you to understand suddenly a sound like a blowing of a violent wind that's where it started it wasn't the fire it wasn't it wasn't the fire now you guys say pastor that's deep wait a minute listen you have no idea what I'm going to teach you It wasn't the fire. It wasn't the tongue. It was the wind. No, Pastor, it was the Holy Spirit. Exactly. It was the wind. It was the wind. And watch this. It says the following, verse 21. I want to show you another one. Exodus 20, 14, 21. I want to show you the same thing. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea. And all night the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind. Now Moses is there, right? Moses is there. He's standing there. He's over the sea. The sea is there. The pharaoh's behind him. His enemy wants to attack him. I'm speaking to somebody. His enemy wants to attack him. And as his enemy's trying to attack him, he's looking forward. He says, man, I need hope. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? He stretches his hand. And another portion of the Bible says that when he stretched his hand is what happened. Moses stretched his hand over the sea with a strong, and the Lord drove the sea back with a strong east wind and turned it into dry land. The waters were divided, and the Israelites went through on the sea dry ground. Pastor, I know that story. Isn't that Moses going through? Yeah. He stood there, and he said, God, I need a miracle. God, I need a miracle. God, I need a miracle. God, I believe you. I believe you. This is a tough moment. I'm in the middle of the valley. And at that time, the wind opened up the sea, and they started walking right through it, right in the middle. And people had to be amazed at the process. Again, in the wind. You good? You good? Okay, you could, you, could, you could go and wash your hands. Let's hear it from my brother. I'll come back to your stuff now. He's like, what are you doing, Pastor? I'll, I'll come back to you, but let's give him a break to go wash up. Okay. And then it says, here's another one. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Here's another one. 
Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. The Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed, blew, wind into his nostrils. And the breath of life and the man became a living man. Now that he's out of the room, God took birth and made you and me. My brother <laughs> made a happy face. This is, and we did not come in agreement, guys. He made, and I know Rob. If I ask him, Rob, what is that? He says, God made me out of dirt, so I made man. This is Rob's, I can't tilt it because it'll spill. This is Rob's man. All right, let me bring it further down. This is Rob's creation of man. I think he drew his wife, Linda. Linda, I think he was trying to draw you. If he is, you got to talk to the man when he got home and say, honey, you got a bad perception. Okay, here it is. This is what, so this is what man makes with dirt. God made you. God made you. Pastor, where are you going at? Did you catch it? I haven't caught it because I'm about to finish. Pastor, are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm about to finish. Pastor, you haven't even gone to Ezekiel. I can't go to Ezekiel until you have full understanding of what I'm trying to teach. Pastor, what are you trying to teach? When common man, when common man was standing in a building just like you are now, sitting there in a worship center, the book of Acts chapter 2 verse 2 says that a wind came in and it poured on man and it took a common man and made him a man that was able to be used by God to help people in different languages in different countries know their Lord and Savior he spread the gospel and made a common man made a thank you Jesus made a common man be able to speak another language so it could be prophesied of who his father was what was deposited in man was in there but couldn't come out so god sent the wind that broke what was in man so man could execute at a level that wasn't foreign but rather acknowledged because man the natural man doesn't understand spiritual things but when the spirit of god comes upon him natural man begins to understand spiritual things and is able to speak spiritually so when my body hurts even when it hurts in the worst of my times even when i'm in pain and i don't understand even when i'm confused and my lord oh jesus you know i've been there many many times i've been upset with my wife i've been worried about my finances i've had situations where everything piles up there have been so many cases in me that i even questioned my ministry or my pastoring or who I was or my leadership and I quite now not them God but me forget them just me there have been so many times that I'm there and even when it hurts when I praise my spirit finds this soothing peace inside of me that I can't understand the reason with humanly 
common man becomes uncommon. Natural man becomes supernatural. Moses stands in front of the sea and the trial is there and he feels that everything locked down. I'm speaking to somebody. Watch. Hey, I'm speaking to you. Everything locked down and everything closed up and everything closing up and locking down. Now what do I do? Now what do I do? He's standing there. He says, what do I do? He grabs the rod, puts it over the sea and when he puts it over the sea, common sea now becomes departed sea and natural dirt the mud with water now becomes supernatural dry land and god says walk over it when when wind hit it it opened it up and it transformed it then we have god at the beginning of time takes dirt common useless good for nothing dirt Common, useless, common, useless, good for nothing. Pastor, that's how I feel sometimes. Yeah. It's normal that you feel that way because that's what you would see if you go back to where you came from. Pastor, why do I feel this way sometimes? It's natural, my brother, my sister. That's where you came from. I went to Spain um, about two years ago. I think, I don't know if it was two years ago. I went to Spain, and when I went to Spain, I come from a Puerto Rican descendant. And out of, I, I really believe this. Out of all countries, Puerto Rico is one of the countries that lives so confused on our identity because we have no idea who we are. We're born North American citizens, but we speak Spanish. We have our own colony, but we become to the fed- we report to the federal government. We have, when you walk in Puerto Rico, my dad is black, my mom is white, my grandfather was Indian, and my other grandfather was blue eyes, blonde hair white so it's when i look at myself i don't know who i am because it's hard in my identity the mixture of races inside of me makes me what i call a mutt i'm a mutt i am so mixed up that i lose identity and then i don't know why i can't pinpoint why we do what we do sometimes but i went to spain and when i went to spain i went there and it was funny because everything every meal they had put out there were always olives and i love olives and then i would always see that they had vinegar and oil and everything they do and i love vinegar and oil then i saw that when they served coffee they served these little tiny bits of coffee when in north america we serve these big 32 ounce jugs of coffee and then I started, I, I, it started making sense to me. Chorizo was, was, was sausage, was, was broken on top of meals and crushed on pan of them. And then I started to understand that the flavors in my mouth and the ways of thoughts and the way I think sometimes, the reason my parents did what they did started coming and making sense to me because I was able to understand what I didn't understand previous because I had forgotten where I came from. So as I started studying and seeing what Spaniards who came and invaded Puerto Rico and the Indians did, I took the Indian culture and I took the Spanish culture and I took the African-American culture and I mixed it together with the American culture and I looked into the mirror and I said, okay, now I know where I came from. So because I know where I came from, I Pastor, what are you saying? Dirt is useless and it seems like it's... No, Pastor, I feel like dirt. 
Pastor, I just feel like dirt. Pastor, I feel like, Pastor, I feel like you feel useless. You feel like dirt and you don't know why you feel. Now, I, now you, I'm, oh, I'm out of time. Watch. Some of you are sitting here looking at me saying, that's pretty cool. Pastor, preached pretty cool. But you missed the whole thing. You missed it. Pastor, did I miss it? Yeah, you missed the whole thing. You're sitting there because maybe today you don't feel useless. But there are so many times that you look into a mirror and you say, I'm nothing. I can't do this. I'm tired. Everybody depends on there's this there's this natural way of giving up and of fear. There's this natural sense of uselessness. You are useless. I mean, look. You look at your abilities, even in your best abilities when you're creative. He did way better than the majority of us did. Or would have done. But even then, we feel useless because we come from a useless nature humanly. However, you are not just made out of dirt. Come on. The Bible says that when God took useless man, he went to man and he breathed into his nostrils. Pastor, what's the deal to breathe? I don't have enough time to teach it to you, but I will give you this. The word that's used for breath is the same word that's used for, for spirit. It's the same exact word. Raka. It doesn't change. It's a, they're playing with words. What they're saying in Acts chapter 2 verse 2 is that when common man was there, the spirit of God equipped man to go from common to uncommon. He, in, 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 the, in Moses, the, the wind came, and I could go all day long with illustrations because I have them galore in the Bible. In, 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 with Moses, the wind came and made something natural, supernatural. In Acts, it did the same thing. In Exodus, it did the same thing. In Genesis, all the way back to the beginning, God took useless man and told useless man, you have no life. And he blew spirit on man. And from that moment on, Man was then formed, and man so was. Now, years went by, and we're in Ezekiel chapter 37. Pastor, you're going to start? No, I'm ending. I want to end where I started. That's why I told you I couldn't finish. Pay attention, because what I'm about to teach you is going to be theologically profound, and you might miss it. Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 5 says, This is what the sovereign Lord says to you. This is what the sovereign Lord, this is what the sovereign Lord says to you. This is what the sovereign, you, you useless, nothing, insufficient, ugly, non-working being. This is, hey, this is, I came here this morning. You could be playing church or you could be paying attention to God listening to you. Servants in the house, don't miss this one because you're going to suffer this one more than anyone. This is what I say to you. The Lord says, this is what I say to you. Bones, useless, non-working, dirt. This is what I say to you. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. You didn't get it. Pastor, we did. No. You're saying, 
Yes, Pastor, thank you, God, because when I was dead in the Garden of Eden, you breathed life and you made me alive. How many of you are still in Genesis? I'm in Ezekiel. Pastor, what are you talking about? <laughs> how do you have to live with already, how do you have to give life to what already is alive? There's only one way. Because it died. Pastor, what are you saying? God created you, breathed, gave you life in Genesis, and you find a way to fall into this valley and die. And God breathed. <laughs> and when he breathed, he breathed because he told Ezekiel, Ezekiel, look at my people. He said, look at my people. And Ezekiel looked at his people. When he looked at his people, he saw there were dry bones. There were dry seasons that people were going through. So I walked with Jessica to the car. And as I walked to the car, she says, I really feel I'm in an area of dry bones. And I read Ezekiel. And I saw what happened. And I thought about David and how he prays. And these were great men of God. And they were seeing things that they shouldn't see. And pastor, I really feel that there are people out there in the congregation that are going through dry seasons. And as she said that, here's a secret I never told Jessica. Jessica walked away. And I said, okay, I'll get back to you on that and she walked to the car and as soon as I sat in my car here's what Jessica never knew Jessica you ready she said this is what, this is what Jessica never knew I sat in the car and I started crying I couldn't turn on the car I didn't realize it but I was in the valley myself now the dry bones were speaking to me the prophet I, I I said I'm there I, I feel I feel I, I, I'm, I'm maxed out I'm just drained man I feel I'm maxed out and God said I do so many things with my spirit and my breath my son I will make breath enter you and you will come to life. I will make my spirit dwell in you. Okay, now all the theologians, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13, Pastor, I believe, I'm a Calvinist and I believe that when I'm sealed with the Holy Spirit, the Spirit doesn't leave and come, it's in me. And once I met Jesus Christ as my Savior, the Spirit of God came and sealed me. That's what Ephesians 1 13 says. And to those that have no idea what I'm talking about, that's okay. But to those that know Bible, Ephesians 1 13 came and the Spirit sealed me and because the Spirit sealed me, it's in me. I came to life when I met Jesus Christ as my Savior. Amen. Then why the heck do you feel dead so many times? Is because he's in you, but you need what happened in the book of Acts. The filling. He needs to be able to connect. He needs to go be able to go back to his roots and say, this body is from dirt. And the body does not understand me. So the spirit that resides within you says, I need a season out of the dirt. And you come to church on Sunday and you worship and you praise. And he goes into a whole different realm, which is a spiritual realm. Even when you're feeling that you are really sad and questioning everything you've been doing lately. Then and only then. You could say, God, I don't got much. I don't know if it's the right job. I don't know if I should go home. But I got you, Jesus. I got you, God. And what you do is you close your eyes. And you start thinking, even when it hurts, God. You close your eyes and you say, even when I feel alone. 
you close them, brother, and you say, God, in all moments, I will praise you because my spirit needs fullness of the spirit to overcome any situation in my life. For my dirt is just dirt and my hands are just hands, but my spirit is way, way more. No es lo que puedes hacer en tu esfuerzo físico, sino lo que haces en tu esfuerzo espiritual. No es lo que toca con tus manos o los que escuchas o las expresiones que das. Es cuando Dios decide escogerte para usarte a ti lo menos preciado y lo vil y lo pecador del mundo para avergonzar a los sabios. Es cuando tú puedes cerrar tus ojitos y verlo, mano. Mira a ver si lo encuentras. You, 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 you let the Spirit fill you because the, he will send breath upon you and you will come to life no matter how dark it is and what happens pastor here's what happens I will attach tendons where you're broken I'm speaking to somebody today where you're broken I'll attach the tendons and make your flesh come upon you and cover you because you feel unprotected and vulnerable you feel that you snap back so easily or you break down and you don't realize why and God's saying I will put tendons together I will tie you in to a preacher in contemporary service at iChurch and I will put you with tendons ligaments attached to them because Sunday morning won't be a Sunday service Sunday morning is your ligament attaching you bone to bone and sharpening and making you stronger and raising you and then I will cover you with my skin the spirit will cover you so when they come to hurt you You'll be covered with an armor of skin, not your skin, but spiritual coverage. When you have this anointing and the filling of God, the spiritual coverage raises those bones that are dried and they come together and skin starts being born on it. I will put breath in you. He brought you to church. He's covering you. Now he wants to put breath in you. And you will come to life. Then you, then, not before, then you will come to life. And then after the breath, you will know that I am the Lord. You will sit in your chair and say, I got a never loving, lasting God that never leaves me, that always protects me, that has control. Oh! I love my God and he's got me and I can't stop loving him because he's got me he's got me man he's got me he covers me he covers me he covers me so so here's my question here's my question do you see it pastor what this is what the breath is about God says I I I will reconnect protect and breathe into you, you, you. Pastor, what is it? God says, I will make something useless, useful. I will make something common, uncommon. I will make something natural, supernatural. 
God says, I am ready to take you to feel useless and make you so powerful this year. Make you so equipped. Make you so changed. I'm ready to heal you where it hurts. I'm ready to lift you up if you let my spirit pour upon you. I'm ready to transform you with your eyes closed and your heads bowed right there where you are. With your eyes closed and your heads bowed right there where you are. Here's the question that I'm bringing on behalf of God. Now you could ignore me and walk out of the room, guys, or you could pay attention. But what I'm trying to say is that I'm going to go home and I'm going to go into the next serve next two services and I'll come back at four o'clock and I'll finish this sermon but what I want you to know is that you're standing here or you're sitting here in this sanctuary and I want to ask you a question here's a question why are you here